funny because like I say, I was homeless, but technically I had like 12 homes. <laughs> you know, I had, a, I, had a, I had a house in every neighborhood pretty much. I don't know, it was quite a community in that city at the time, you know, of homeless people. Everybody kind of helped each other out. Welcome to In and Out of the Fray, a series looking at questions of homelessness and homefulness. In part two, we'll hear from Ian Lansbury, who found himself in trouble with the law as a teenager and decided to head to the West Coast, where he began a long stretch of homelessness. His story is next. I was a I was a minor and I was on probation, and my probation officer wanted to throw me in jail for two years, and I was like, "Yeah, that's not happening." So I took off. Ian decided to go to California. I was living on the streets of Hollywood at at like seventeen or eighteen. So yeah, I mean, it was definitely a struggle, but um, you know, it definitely built character. I guess you'd say. <laughs> I wasn't going to jail for two years. <laughs> like where whereabouts in Hollywood did you? Did you stay uh, right, right on the uh, Walk of Fame area, pretty much, you know, right where all the stars are. We actually had a we had a squat right behind the McDonald's on uh, on Hollywood Boulevard. Ian then moved to San Francisco. The city had suffered a major earthquake in 1989, which left many houses uninhabitable. You know, and it's funny because, like I say, I was homeless, but technically I had like 12 homes. <laughs> you know, I had, a, I, had a, I had a house in every neighborhood, pretty much you know, or a warehouse, <laughs> you know, and then there was the big nine story on third mission. That was a crazy place. It was nine floors high. You know, once you were on the top floor, you could pretty much be as loud as you wanted. Nobody nine stories down is going to hear you. But the danger was, is that that building had suffered structural damage to the floors. So you had to stay along the walls. If you tried to walk in the middle of the room, you'd probably fall through the floor. Ian told us about a group of friends from New Orleans who'd stayed at the nine-story squat. One night when, when they were all high on drugs, apparently the girl fell down the elevator shaft. Oh. Like oh. all nine floors. And surprisingly survived. Um, yeah. She was paralyzed from the waist down. Um, you know, and then they had to call the police. They had to call the paramedics to their squat, you know, because, you know, she was critical. And, uh, you know, they weren't sure if she was even going to make it. And, uh, so that obviously shut that squad down. Um, that was really unfortunate, but I mean, at least she survived, you know, but man, that had to be hell. With all the earthquake damaged buildings, I mean, it was a squatter's haven in San Francisco for years, probably. A lot of the businesses, especially along Haight Street, would, you know, leave food out for people when they would close, you know, like the bagel shops and the donut shops and the pizza shops. They would all just leave boxes outside after. Not everyone was as charitable. Do you do you feel that the, the homeless population was in a well, in a sense, targeted by the police? Oh, definitely. Definitely, Over. especially the especially the campus police. 
because they were, you know, the, the park was, uh, people's park was owned by uh, UC Berkeley. So they were constantly messing with the homeless people and all kinds of stuff. People went missing frequently. Missing. It wasn't like an isolated thing, you know, you know, just to, just to shut people up, you know, to scare people. Ian once again decided to move north. This time, the destination was Seattle. I think it was 94, 95. Seattle is probably the most interesting uh, part of this whole story. Um, because in, there's uh, there are laws all over the country that go back to the homesteading days when you could stake a claim to a piece of land. And if you occupy that land for a certain amount of time, it becomes yours. Those laws still exist in every state. They're referred to as adverse possession, which is basically you're gaining legal possession of property that someone else has abandoned just by occupying and using it. Ian, along with some of his friends, intended to take advantage of this law, which in the state of Washington only required two and a half years of continuous occupancy. I uh, I came back to Colorado to visit my family. Ian was intending to go back to Seattle, but he received a phone call from a housemate. Yeah, the house burned down. There's nothing, There's nothing left. left. There's nothing left. You gotta be kidding me. Like, total loss. We were only three months away from gaining legal possession of the property. And unfortunately, someone burned it down. I think it was the original owner, personally. I think he knew that we were going to take his property and he burned the place down. Now, without a real motive to return to Seattle, Ian remained in Colorado and attempted to put the pieces back together. I kind of lived that same life here for a number of years after I returned, too, because there were actually squats in Boulder, believe it or not. How do you, how do people find these, these buildings and these squats? Well, they just kind of go around looking for them, you know, and some, sometimes people just stumble across them and then other times people are looking for it, you know, that's, they're out there actively trying to find squats. Along the way, Ian connected with Boulder filmmaker Ray Keller, who cast him for a role in a film called Generosity, a full-length fictional drama about the homeless. The main characters are uh, this guy who was like a business professional and he had a good life, nice condo, nice car, and his boss is embezzling money and blames Freem Finn for it. And so he loses everything and ends up on the street. And then the other main character is this teenage girl who, whose parents get divorced. She, uh, her, her new stepdad rapes her. And so she leaves and is homeless you know those are both forced forced situations you know and so i was trying to portray the you know trying to like portray homeless people in a better light and show that you know we're all just people you know and sometimes these things just happen to normal people and my role in the movie was i was like one of the homeless street punks that they hung out with when they first uh when they were first on the streets. So my role was mostly in the beginning of the movie. 
And it was really cool because they actually used, with the exception of the main cat, the main uh, stars, uh, the the rest of the cast with all the like, all the extras were all real homeless people. So that was kind of cool. Today, Ian works as a driver and supports his five-year-old son. We asked him what he'd like his son to know about all his experience with homelessness. Well, I honestly don't think I'm going to hide anything from my son. I don't see why I would, you know? Mm -hmm. I mean, it's all... It's just just things that happened, you know? I mean, and uh, I don't really feel ashamed of any of it. I mean, it is what it is, you know? I thought I did what... I thought I was doing the right thing in every moment, you know? And I think that's that's what most people think, you know? They try to do the the right thing. They try to do the best thing. Maybe we don't always. We also asked what he would say to a young person facing the same kinds of things he faced. I would just say kind of have faith in humanity because, you know, that's that, you know, the the homeless community, you know, welcomed me in and we're very helpful, helpful and friendly, you know, and just to remember that there's always people out there that will help you, you know, no matter how bleak things may be, there's always somebody that wants to help. We hope you're enjoying our new series, In and Out of the Fray. We'd like to encourage listeners to check out the film Generosity, featuring our guest today, Ian Lansbury. The film goes live on Vimeo March 1st. You can find the link in our show notes. All proceeds from the access fee on Vimeo go directly to the Boulder Shelter for the homeless. If you'd like to donate directly to the Boulder Shelter, we'll provide a link to that as well. New episodes in the series will be available Thursdays through March 17, 2022. Thanks for listening.